my spidey senses tingling. As with the new Lincoln Town Car, reintroducing the host of the Paper Keg Podcast, episode 98. This is Slim. Welcome to the show, paperkeg.com. Industry news on this podcast. We do the books that we're reading and we do a book club. Rob Liefeld. Legend. Young blood. Big show. Episode 98, two away from setting internet records for the Paper Keg Podcast. Uh, big show, let's introduce our panelists to the stars. The one wearing that amazing white tee, possibly for the loom, not, not certain. Uh, it might be Haynes' tagless tee. I'll, I'll have to confirm later. La di da. Whatever there. it is, it will help you find the dead pixels in your wireless <laughs> device. <laughs> uh, Jonesy loves beer. Really needs no introduction. He's known in the fanfic circles. He's known in the mystery society that you're not supposed to talk about, but Jonesy talks about all the time. Whenever someone brings it up, or do I? Uh. Jonesy Loves Beer is working on a comic book as well. Not a lot of people know that. Two years ago, yeah. <laughs> he started, he broke ground on this book uh, circa six years ago. And we're just waiting for that news, those screenshots. Uh, um, your son's been going to college uh, for the better part of a decade. Yeah, yeah it's, that's funny. Um, the Echo Rift comic of its day. Jonesy Loves Beer, welcome back to the show. Thank you, of course, for having me. Uh, every time I just get to see that slim runner's face, it's just a joy. It's a joy seeing you every week, Jonesy. I'll just say that. Now, you know, we talked about alcohol earlier. No, we didn't. We didn't <laughs> even bring it up. That was my faux segue to the most popular host on the show, Bar None. Probably the oldest, I think. The the Tesserin. He's the oldest. He's the wisest. Dale underscore is a father. He's the VP of merch. He'll be at Free Comic Book Day in Delaware, Saturday, May 4th. Welcome to the show. Uh, hey, everybody. It's good to be back on the Paper Keg Podcast. A rare Monday night recording. Like the old days. Just like the old days, uh, except this time we're live. We used to do Monday shows? Yeah. We used to drive two hours to Jersey. You'd sleep like a young pup in the back seat. This is your classic slim sleeping move. 
That's because it was like a four-hour drive. What do you expect me to do? Yeah, <laughs> That's why we Had did. Had to record two episodes in the same night. Mark would mm-hmm. come to the podcast. It was, yeah, uh, it was crazy back then. Confirmed. That was back before he had uh, the, fi- the quarterfinal rounds of racquetball on Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact, Mark is like a legendary racquetball player in his circles. And in he his own never mind. misses a night. I mean, he's uh, an athletic guy. You ever seen him wear those socks and sandals? I think tonight's regionals. I mean, I think he could go far. Regionals. Get out of my face with that. Mark (laughs) looks like the worst athlete ever created by a human being. I can't see him run across his own yard, let alone play (laughs) racquetball. Enough about Mark. Let's get into the news, Dale. What's what's happening? Uh, Well, a lot of news coming in across the wire that we probably won't get to, but... I'm going to hold a quick eulogy real quick, okay? Mm. Say some fine words for the unfortunate demise of the Marvel role-playing game. You hear about this? (laughs) And the, the license was lost by Margaret Weiss Productions. They had picked up the license about a year ago. And they just couldn't sustain the licensing fees for the product. I That's bought I bought the player's handbook for the Marvel role playing game. That's and I read it and I can confirm that it was more confusing than anything oh you've ever my. read before. Yeah, it's absolute gibberish. I uh I tried to roll a character once. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and now I think it holds up blankets on my bookshelf. I'm not sure. Big so, big news. What's the what's the vibe like in the role playing community, Dale? Can you get a pulse on what's happening? You know, it's tough. It's you know, there's people on both sides of the fence, and they they're just, you know, we just hope that Marvel and uh, Margaret Weiss Productions just felt no pain at the end there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't. There actually wasn't much of a pulse. I've seen. I've seen some tweets. I have a, a Twitter list with some role players in it, and uh, I saw some tweets regarding. You know, they they said it was unfortunate and stuff like that. I'm sure. I don't think they ever played the game, but you know. uh, only because Margaret Weiss production made it impossible to play. <laughs> yeah, they, they tried to play. Yeah. Definitely, each, each player needed like sixty five die. I don't even know what time. even uh, that is like. You might as well be speaking a different language. This is like Jonesy. Me, me is me and me. Me is Jonesy. Me am Jonesy. While Mark is doing like you know colloquial phrases, where I'm chiming and be like, "Oh, six to five die. What does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. The role has reversed, Jonesy. What oh else is God. happening? Anything exciting? You know, I'm not sure if we can top the news of the Marvel role playing game. Well, here is a, a little tidbit. That came across my desk this weekend during the C2E2. Digital.darkhorse.com. You guys hear about this? I've heard of it. It is a storefront. It is a storefront for the Dark Horse books. They have recently uh, bedded Dynamite Entertainment. And they're going to be selling Dynamite books in in the Dark Horse... Store, which really, is, which is interesting. 
I mean, it's a, it, I guess that you could say it's a win-win for Dynamite and or Dark Horse. Um, I know that there are feelings all over the map on Dark Horse's digital um, ex- app experience, if you will. You mean yeah, you, their you, absolutely SEIOS app? Is that to what to what you're referring? Trying to remember which rant Dale has said previously, whether it's the Marvel Unlimited app or the Dark Horse app, but uh, we might have to do some Googling to find those. <laughs> it's those probably audio interchangeable records. at this point. <laughs> but basically, the uh, if you want your Dynamite books, you can buy them in the Dark Horse store now, which is interesting. But, you know, Dark Horse... They're losing that Star Wars license. You know what I mean. They're trying to, they're trying to shore up defenses. They're trying to make money where they can elsewhere. And I mean, if if by offering somebody else's books in your in their storefront, right? Like that could that could be a good thing. You gonna buy your Dynamite books in the Dark Horse app, Dale? No, 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 I won't. <laughs> Cord. I won't buy Dark Horse books in the Dark Horse app. Are you kidding me right now? Hmm. Free comic book day, May 4th. We'll be there. It's like five short days away. So uh, it's get, it's so real right now. You, you don't even have time to react at this point. It's once listening to the podcast. It's getting serious. I could have Canadians in my house Wait. at any moment. Wait a moment. It's still not confirmed. You just you just had you just said Canadians plural. Yeah, my friend. It's it's up in the air whether I'm going to get Brad or Catcher or both. No one's contacted me. They all they both have my cell phone number. I'm just waiting for the uh, the other shoe to drop. You can't trust a Canadian to confirm anything. He could he could just be standing you know looking at Niagara Falls that weekend. Who knows? That's what they do in Canada. Uh, so at, at the very least, Dale and I will be there. We are the most dependable hosts on this show, uh, especially when it comes to reading book clubs. So the gist, I think noonish, will be there. We're gonna stroll up. We're gonna waddle over our table after probably having some kind of chocolate pancakes at some mm. factory, and mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna hang out. It's gonna be we're good. giving away. Some cold hard cash. Is that right? Yes, we uh, we're going to be giving away one hundred dollars in comic book shop cash to anyone who has submitted recommendations for our episode one hundred roundtable and or book club discussion. Oh my god! That's all you. That's all you need to do. Mm. You go get that Fear Agent hardcover. So oh, you God. have about, I don't know, four four days left once this podcast is released to send your recommendations in, and we will enter you into the contest. <laughs> and also, Quote, while... Dale, we will enter you. Someone make a meme out of that, please, from Dale's face. I'll give. I'll provide you the master file of that image. <laughs> the master that You can create file. the meme. <laughs> <laughs> and also, while we're there, we will be doing a raffle for the a free book off of the Paper Keg Spinner Rack. Mm. It, that contest is making its annual uh, annual showing its annual face. Yeah, the annual contest, yeah. the annual Paper Keg contest, is coming back, 
It was a big hit last year. A uh, a local gal to Delaware won it and picked up. Get this, I Kill Giants. Oh, great book for free what? off of the paper keg spinner rack, and she loved it. Um, there this this table that we have has the potential to house seven people at this point. Let's just say in a in a fantasy world that Jonesy is dependable in terms of coming to a con. Dependable. That means it'll be me, Dale, Mark, Jonesy, Mrs. Beef, at Catcher on the Twitter, and noted comic book candy man Brad Heitmeyer at Feinsta. What is happening? It's... Uh, it's going to be magical. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should take some of these extra people that are coming and uh, the the Penny Lanes, if you will. <laughs> this is an almost like, famous reference. We should just station them at like the local Ecker Drugs and they should just talk up Paper Keg and Free Comic Book Day. Like in a little... Pretend, like a little skit. Pretend like there's yeah, like, like a little a, skit. Oh my god, you guys hear that all the paper keg guys are over at the, the comic book shop? <laughs> Try to drum up traffic. You mean the comic book shop down. in Delaware? Jonesy yeah. and I Jones and I have some connections at Eckerd. We used to work there. Oh. We used we to did. be big shots at Eckerd. And then uh, mm-hmm. you know, we were a big part we were big fans of uh, what they call in the Eckerd handbook grazing. <laughs> I believe you used to moo as you walked down the aisles to that drugstore. For those that have never worked in a retail environment such as Eckerd, that when you, you know, grab your own Slim Jims off the rack or Snapples and didn't pay for them, they called that grazing. <laughs> you know, like it was a against the rules, a felony theft, or Let's something. Let's get into the comic talk right now. Uh, Dale underscore A, you're a big shot. Uh, that is confirmed. You're a Twitter celeb. You get all the retweets. You know how to weasel into the creator's hands like putty, and they just suckle at your I, retweet teat. I I just love that. I just hope that they're not just doing it because I'm just a hanger-on like some pilot fish, you know, uh, grazing at the maul of their great, huge, teethed, mouth you know hmm. i love what they do and i hope they know that and that, and i'm not just getting a retweet because they got more followers than me did you did you attempt to get the the, fa- the fabled brian wood retweet last show i couldn't remember if i saw him specifically no. mentioned in your tweets it was because I, of mark right it was because of mark i <laughs> dared not yeah i did not approach it scandalous you don't think so, brian wood would have lasted past mark's uh Review his two minute review. <laughs> Brian Wood would have uh, he would have been so annoyed that it would have fueled his cross training even further <laughs> on his podcast <laughs> app. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what'd you read this week, Dale? Um, let listen up. I got to tell you something. I read Captain America number six. Oh. Okay, I read this. Probably two hours after I went into that GD comic book shop and cut Captain America off my pool list. I read Captain America number six 
and immediately regret any and all decisions I had made previous that day. Okay? Mm-hmm. I got bills to pay. I'm trying to cut these. I'm trying to cut the comics list. And it probably been, it felt like it hasn't been, it's probably been five or six weeks since I've read a Captain America. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just not going to read it. Maybe I'm not into it. And then, I re- and then I redeem all the digital codes and they're there sitting in my queue right there. Yeah. And I read. And it, what a masterpiece. P- master storyteller. Rick Remendo. Oh God, it's it's what they sometimes call the master stroke. He has the master stroke. Remendo yeah. does. What? So I'll, does the so does the art team. By the way. Oh God. Oh God. I will. I will. Uh, if I may temper the expectations. Jrjr had a few different anchors in the most recent issue. I did. I did notice that. I was going to bring it up. It was. Once I kind of zoned in and honed in, I could tell, you know, there were the definite pages, and they were all out of order. So they, I guess, an anchor might might just start anking a page as soon as JRJR finishes it or something, because there was not like Klaus did the first four or five pages. It was just like random pages, but done by everybody. Yeah, I never, um, I never understood how the different anchors process sped up work. Like I would think that JRJR could finish pencils just as fast as they could be inked. Although I think Klaus kind of does more finishes than inks. But like, if he finishes two pages and they send them to an inker, wouldn't the time that it takes him to finish two more pages equal the same amount of time that Klaus needs to finish? I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, that's a good point. I that sounds logical. Thank you. But who knows? You know, inkers. But, I guess. But Steve Rogers is been in Dimension Z for 15 years now, 17, 12 years. A long time. But he's raised uh, Ian, and it's just total beautiful father-son story when it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel manufactured. It doesn't feel like, I don't know, it doesn't feel spur of the moment. I mean, it really feels like they spent 12 years together mm-hmm. and it, I don't know. It just feels like you can feel when Captain America is, is coming to get Ian, you can feel like everything that he's, he's doing it for, you know what I mean? Like he's fighting the fight and you can feel it. And, and then Arnim Zola is going to brainwash Ian a la soldier or Blanca. How about Street that uh, amazing film? How about that scene where Ian is talking to his sister that I screenshotted that one day when I read it? Let me see if I can find that clip here. It was, um, she, she, oh, here we go. My father raised me to live by simple truths as well. Always protect the weak. Always stand up. Never give up hope. And never compromise the good inside you for anything. Man. Hashtag masterstroke. Am I right? Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I I will not pull this from my weekly pool, my monthly pool list. Thank you. Thank you for reinvigorating me. I guess I'm just not used to reading a monthly comic anymore. I'm, everything I read is every two weeks, you know, so. Yeah, double shipping, my friend. God, it felt so good. 
And it feels so good that it's only every month, you know? Oh, man. A beautiful book. I highly recommend you get out there. If the hardcover's out, pick it up. If it's not, pre-order it. Buy it on Comixology. Buy it when you come to the comic book shop uh, on Free Comic Book Day. We'll all be there. We'll all be there you know? high-fiving. Uh, Jonesy will be hammered <laughs> under the table, possibly with, uh, I don't know what kind of alcohol yeah, he'll have. Stinking of rot gut alcohol in front of this fa- <laughs> these families. <laughs> and pancakes. Remember the guy pancakes who was making... Syrup just all over my white t-shirt. Remember the guy who was making balloon animals last year? I mean, there was a balloon animal man there, and Jonesy's going to drink. <laughs> I'm going to drink, stumble over with a pin, and just pop everything he makes. Because I just want life Jonesy, to suck for everybody. Jonesy will have like, this big pancake syrup stain on his white shirt. <laughs> Walking around with a six-pack, like the, the rings, and there'll be like four beers missing from it. So he'll be, he'll be twirling those just things six around. Just a six or a half blue ribbon. They'll be hanging down from his two fingers. Denim jeans. You know how it goes. Uh, what a mess you are. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about a book that I reference a few times. The Punisher. Mm. You heard about this guy? Garth Ennis? This is when it restarted with a new, a new number one for the sixth time. So this is uh, volume six in the Punisher Max t- uh, banner. It's very violent. It might have been Marvel Knights around the same time. I can never tell. Is this, this the is... Wolverine guest starring arc? Where they had they no. duke, duke it out. This this one is um, where he took over Punisher, and it was after the Haha's ended. So he took like the real spin on things, where it was super dark, and it had that artist that made Frank look like a big beefy guy that has been through hell. His face looks really old, and they really paint him as a guy that should be like fifty or sixty. Okay. Can I ask real quick what the Haha's? What's that? Um, the, you know, the kind of welcome back Frank era where there was kind of a slapstickian vibe to it where, you know, how Preacher kind of had dark, twisted humor. Okay. There was like no humor in this version. Gotcha. So he, so this run, um, this, these, this, these people are watching Frank from afar and they have someone on their team that is like knows the ins and outs of Frank's life and he's going to be using it to help them capture him and it turns out that that person is Microchip. Wow. Uh, I remember so, there being a huge betrayal back in the day. Spoilers. It was a big reveal. Spoilers. Jonesy. Sorry. Spoilers <laughs> from what? Seven years ago? Uh, so so they apprehend so, so Punisher is walking around Microchip shows up out of nowhere Classic Jonesy uh, debug rhetorical. <laughs> Classic. Uh, and he's like, Frank, it's me, Microchip. And then Frank uh, stutters for a second and, and pretty much tries to shoot Microchip. He, he assumes it's a trap. And uh, so he, he Microchip uses these rubber bullets and knocks him out, blows up his face pretty hardcore. Mm. And they take him in. And he's got this meeting with Microchip in this room and he's like Frank you know the, these people that hired me they're CIA they want to bring you in to do government dirty work you know they want you to take out the Bin Ladens of the world this is your chance to you know to start doing right because Microchip had left and thought that you know he maybe went over the line killing people all the time 
and uh, there's a moment where Frank tells the story of soon after his family was murdered, he was hanging out with his neighbor, and the neighbor is retelling the story about how he he dumped his wife because he found someone younger and he just fell. He it was just he's like these kind of things happen in marriage, and at the time Frank is just like you know you had a wife and you chose to end that marriage because you thought it was just something you could throw away. And he's like, run. And the guy's like, what are you what? talking about? Run. So Frank essentially beats the sh- the S out of him in front of like all the neighbors <laughs> in the town. So he's retelling the story to microchip and he's, he's, he essentially says, you know, run. Like this is the moment where, he tells the guy, like, I'm about to flip out and murder you. Wow. So, so uh, eventually the the scene gets broken up, and now Microchip and Punisher are fighting this um, this guy in the mob that has come back to the mob because Frank, like, literally murdered 500 people in the first issue, wiping out entire families, and now this one guy that was kicked out of the family, like, 30 years ago is the next in line. So he's, like, they trying to find Frank Castle and kill him. So at this point he tells microchip to run and he's like, this is your chance. And microchip's like, no, I'm going to stay back and, and help you out. And at the end of the arc, it's just them two left. And microchip makes this valiant effort to try to appeal to the, 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 the person inside that is not the punisher. He tries to appeal to the guy that told him to run, that there's some humanity left. And then the very last panel is just magical, just dynamite. Go buy this immediately. Amazing. Hmm. That's it. That's all I got. I love it. God, there's so much I need to read and never I'll never get to. This is, I mean, the stuff where Ennis, I mean, Ennis did all there was to, to do with, like, the laughs, like the Wolverine as a Jack A with his face peeled off and get run over a steamroller. He did all that, and then he rebuilt Punisher from the ground up in this dark, real-world era that was amazing. Like, this, this was, like, the catalyst for that kind of fresh start was amazing. Hmm. Jonesy loves PBRs under a table <laughs> at syrup stains. Day. <laughs> just, I'm going to try to get a syrup stain that's kind of like the shape of the United States. Okay. And just, it'll celebrate America the only way I know how. Drunk and full of syrup. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about uh, Five Ghosts, issue two. Uh, I don't know if you guys are caught up on it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I want to compare this book to the feeling you get when you like you read the Phantom and the Sunday paper, like nobody the nice color and inked Phantom. You don't. Nobody knows who the Phantom is anymore. No, no nobody does that. Who has a paper and they read the Phantom? Nobody get gets here. the paper on Sunday. Get out of here, Grandpa. Right, you guys are crazy that you Classic don't get the Jonesy paper. Classic Jonesy teabag rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> we need a sounder. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, the story of uh, Five Ghosts is that Fabian Gray is like a world-trotting adventurer who touches an artifact known as the Dreamstone and can now access the powers of five literary ghosts. So uh, Dracula, Merlin the Magician, uh, Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, and the, the samurai, I have no idea who it is, maybe Masamune or somebody who's... You know, a famous samurai who I don't know who is. Was that a real name you just said, or did you just make that up? No, Google it right now, babe. Come on. (laughs) 
I, so, I kind of want to Google it because I feel like that's Jonesy going to the next level of lying, assuming that I will not Google it. <laughs> the yeah, samurai, Google that. Yeah. the samurai is blankets, blankets <laughs> the samurai. Uh, Your favorite. So, <laughs> so uh, this issue is um, Fabian is uh, caught by a group of um, natives that are going to kill him and take his heart out in a temple, and it's all about. Uh, his escape using his powers and uh, there is now a Shaolin monk character who kind of comes in to save the day and I think we talked about it on the show before I'm not sure if it was off the air or not but the way uh, Fabian uses his powers is like you just get a snapshot of the ghost for a one panel and that's how you figure out what power he's using it's really like a picture told very well, or I'm sorry, a story told very well, just a picture form. And I love that every issue uh, ends on like a punch cliffhanger. And that's kind of, that's why it kind of like draws back the feelings of the Phantom where every, you know, he only had six or seven pounds to tell a story. So each one had to have a punch and end on something they wanted to bring you back the next week. It's a really great series, priced really well. And I, I recommend everybody to go pick it up on comicsology.com. Check it <laughs> tell out. your friends. Lightning round. Two sentences or less. A book you read. Dale underscore. Avenging Spider-Man number 19. Chechetto. You were lost to me and then I found you. Please never leave my heart again. Superman number nine, John Byrne is pushing through quite the Superman masterwork. But the backup story, still first sentence, is something that I will never forget. Quite possibly the best in, uh, encapsulation of Lex Luthor as a character ever put on the page. East is West, issue two. <laughs> Hickmania is sweeping the nation. I almost wonder why Hickman doesn't stick to all original work when it's just this good. Uh, Insta rebuttal. Absolutely, me too. The title is uh, East of West. What did I say? (laughs) East is West? East is West. Uh, Lightning rebuttal to your rebuttal. Prepositions Uh, don't count. Let's let's just uh, cut the S right now. Rob Liefeld, living legend. He uh, made this comic book called Young Blood when Image formed. This was the first ever Image comic, hmm. according to the internet. I was barely alive in 1992. I was nine. So this hmm. is like he left X X Force. He was a big shot. These guys were had licenses to print money. Oh yeah. So they're, they're all like, I don't need to do X-Force no more. I'll make my own X-Force. And you're going to buy it because it's going to be great. 
Jonesy, what's the synopsis on this book called Young Blood? Imagine a world where everybody is the most super muscular person you have ever met. And they form a team. And then a covert team that everybody in the world knows about. So it can't possibly be covert. And that would be Youngblood, the team. A government-sanctioned covert team that uh, the press knows that they're in Iraq chasing Kadam Hussein, if you will, <laughs> to, to release the... <laughs> Release the genetically Hussein. manufactured <laughs> John Prophet, and uh, they recruit John Prophet as a member of Young Blood to fight off the uh, the hordes of invading Blackthorn with two ends, and uh, they fight Blackthorn to a standstill. Everybody flexes. The world is safe. Young Blood, Volume One. <laughs> That's basically all that happens. A lot of flexing, and people pick up a lot of katanas in these four issues and hold them like this. I don't know what is that pose. All I saw <laughs> right. was up big still, and it's still an easy <laughs> movement. So, so we to preface this book club, we've been going through all the image founding books and doing them as a book club. We've done Savage Dragon. Not so hot. Everyone says it gets better. We've done Spawn. Horrifically bad writing, but just great art. Uh, what was the other one? Wildcats. 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 <laughs> Ugh, that one was bad. Um, <laughs> let me say. Let me tell you something here. I read this book, and I, I, you know, we talked about this book. I knew it was going to be campy. It was going to be over the top. But I had no idea how. Awful this book is. <laughs> this is I will never forget what happened this week when I read this comic. I will I will forever remember where I was, where I sat, and what I was wearing, the smells around me when I was reading this book. <laughs> this I to the point where I looked at the credits and I saw a different writer credited with Rob Liefeld, which I think actually we have it incorrect in the app, but I don't know, this is like a weird digital re release. Yeah, that, yeah, it's odd. So I was telling Dale that I thought that this book was a reboot of the 92 series made to parody the original version. <laughs> to the, I, I stopped in the middle of the first issue and, start, and was like hoping that I could Wikipedia what, what was happening. It's, it's immeasurably awful. That's, I, I just can't get over well it. Said. I, <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, look. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I'm Dale. Sorry. Before you jump uh, in, I just have to say the dialogue was written with such inflection that after the third or fourth page, I couldn't read it in my head without imagining every character shouting at the top of their lungs. <laughs> I, I mean, Shaft. Shaft never said, "Hey guys, you think we should do this?" It's always like, "I'm on a jet going to Europe. Everybody around me now." It was awful, awful I, book. I did envision like uh, an audible version of this with like over the top Phil Hartman esque acting, and it was kind of hilarious because it would have been hilarious. Yeah, yeah, you're right now, Jonesy. The uh, 
just the conversations in between between the heroes or covert teams themselves while they're fighting and stuff. I mean, they have to be shouting at each other constantly, and not just because of the noise. I mean, even even when they're having like a private conversation between Shaft and his hot model lover, who's quite open that they're you know that they're not going to boots that conversation is screaming they are screaming at one another probably because every character walks away from the other character during every conceivable conversation in this book at no point does anyone face each other unless it's through prison glass to have a conversation <laughs> everybody just hey can you hear me it's uh, uh. <laughs> and and like the 90s 90s x-men was 90s ish this is like a whole other level of 90s comics i i i it reminded me there's there's so many instances where it was like 1970s x-men where cyclops i mean i remember reading a giant size x-men when i was younger where several times cyclops would say something along the lines of cut the banter cut the chit chat we're on a mission (laughs) and that was in like 10 different scenes and 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 there's other instances where one of the, one character says, "Belay that order." Who on earth has ever said out loud, "Belay that order"? It's like a typo that stuck, and then they just kept it in. And it became a word. <laughs> belay. I think that's a naval word. Belay, as in like, don't carry it out. Like, have you ever it, seen like Crimson Tide or something like that? Blankets, blankets. Blank, it's it's in. It's actually the first page one of blankets. It's someone book, telling someone to belay it. The book really felt like a recapturing of Rob Liefeld's interpretation of reading old X-Men comics as like a 10-year-old. <laughs> and and on that on that note, he really hit it. Like this was, this was like I think there's a lot of people that had that image in their head of of X-Men comics in that era and this was that to the utmost, like total extreme. Yeah, it was, I mean, it. full disclosure, I only read half of the book club <laughs> this week. I I just couldn't, I, I didn't have the time. And uh, Breaking the first two issues were such dookie. <clears throat> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to Savage Dragon. I want to apologize to Spawn, Al Simmons. I want to apologize to the Wildcats. Because whatever we said about them, we we should just take back. Those other image In books comparison. are Watchmen compared to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I they wonder... absolutely are. There's no way in H that after reading the first two series, I can, like, there's no way it can be explained later on, but... I, you show me the cover of and the Youngblood team with... With the thing and everybody else, and the and the guy who killed the guy with the ballpoint pen, who are these other teams that are in, fighting Kassam Kusain and <laughs> and looking for the Winter Soldier esque character in this book? I don't even know who these people are. I don't. Are they young blood too? They're the secret team that everyone knows about, Dale. Covert. All so the reporters young, know that there's a secret team of young blood that just so goes sci- to black ops. So the team that Sci Fire is on and, <laughs> and the Sentinel. Cougar Man, they are the covert team. Yeah, Cougar. Uh, the, 
allegedly covert. How about the cougar and, character? Literally the worst Wolverine ripoff I've ever witnessed yeah. in my life. Oh, man. And the, who's the Thor ripoff that pretty much just disappears after issue two and is never talked about again? This guy's got this shady mystery that he's with the team under his own, against his own will. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, yeah. He's like the dude with the, the helmet that's mm-hmm. like the spikes on the helmet go up four feet. <laughs> it looks like a, a human looking Galactus. He's got the fin ears. Yeah. Yeah, sci-fire He's, is like a psychopath, yeah. uh, and really just uncomfortably so. But he's on yeah, the like good what guys. About, yeah, like what about the dialogue when he's talking to Kasam Kusain, and he's like, "Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about like fighting. Let's like he's like th- all these things I know intimately. Yeah, let's talk about them all or something. <laughs> like, what are you he, talking about? He brings about? up sex again, like the next. Yeah, show yeah, the a couple panels like, Let's cool out, Sci-Fire. You're already freaking me out enough. You're about to blow up his face, and then I'm, he's like, "No, let's talk about it. I want to have a conversation about it." The, how about the way the issues ended? They just stopped. There's no oh. like to be continued. It, I I thought that we had the files wrong in the comic. Like I thought yeah. we like oh, it man, seemed that way. This is embarrassing. We should double check these files. It just ends. There's nothing else. <laughs> The worst is the resolution to the first arc is Blackthorn is just like, oh, you've hurt me. I guess I'm going to go now. And he disappears. <laughs> That's it. In a puff of smoke. And then Shaft like gathers the team, the secret part of the team, and the public team together is like, you see, guys, it's not about getting a shoe contract. There was no cameras here. And I'm okay with that. And that's basically just paraphrasing what he said. It was the worst possible tie-up to an opening arc I've ever read in my entire life. That 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 big page where Die Hard, the Iron Man <laughs> character, is using a shield to hit him in the face. His costume is unbelievable. He's just wearing like purple overalls and gold shoulder pads and red sleeves. <laughs> There's also one panel that I specifically screenshotted where Shaft is overcome with these silent ninjas out of nowhere. Let me read this uh, little piece of dialogue here. They drop like silent snowflakes. Silent, but deadly. A ninja blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I love this book so much. I just want to reread it. It's so amazing. You know, the, you know what people wonder what the hell killed the the comic industry in the nineties. Millions of people bought blood. this comic book. <laughs> Why would they ever buy another comic book after reading this tripe? And the, what I really need to see, what I need to see, and that's not in the digital editions, is the letters pages. Because God knows what kind of tripe was writing letters and saying that they loved this book it was and all, they needed it was more young blood. Rob, uh, Rob Liefeld with pen names. It might have been Spike Lee probably wrote in a few times as well. But but there had there are so many people drinking the Kool Aid. There had to have been. It wasn't Rob's friends. There had to have been people riding this young blood, riding it full lightning <laughs> like. I ha- I have, yeah. I have to say, during all of our reviews, you know, Savage Dragon had a podcasters, great guys, that, came, that rallied to its defense. Uh, Savage Fincast, check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody came to the defense of Spawn, obviously, a very popular book. 
even Wildcats had apologists come to us in the Twitterverse to say like, "Hey guys, we know the first volume's bad, but you know it's it really steps up his game." Absolutely, no one contested with us the fact that Young Blood was going to suck. There is nobody out there that cares enough to tweet that they liked Young Blood back in the nineties. That's how universally reviled this book is. And poor Shaft outside of his costume, his little helmet, like his hair stays in the same spot <laughs> out of the out of the costume. I actually couldn't tell him and his girlfriend apart in like the third page <laughs> of the book because their heads are so close together. You just kind of have to guess which one is which. And they were both talking about sleeping in each other and being in the public yeah. eye. You'll notice though, that they never faced each other when they had a conversation, <laughs> so they had to shout. Yeah. It was like Young and the Restless in that sense. Like one was pouring a drink from a carafe and looking the other way. <laughs> there was, um, I remember reading, like there's, I can't remember what story it was, but there, I guess, I think Rob Liefeld was still working for Marvel at the time where he did this pinup advertisement in a comic book or some magazine saying the exterminator is coming soon from image. And at that time, young blood wasn't a thing, but it was the the characters he showed in this pinup to kind of like troll Marvel were the characters in the beginning of issue one where the guy looks exactly like cable. And he even has mm-hmm. like an X on his coat and his name is like, uh, what the F was his name? It started with a C. Oh, cross. He had a cross on his eye. His name was cross. Yeah. I mean... Jackson Kirby. Kirby, yeah. Kirby. One of the characters. How terrible. Jack- How awful was that character? He shows up... Jackson he's, Kirby. He's shirtless. He's got a cigar in his mouth, and he's got two big guns. I mean, everyone jokes about the 90s and over the top and the pouches and the guns, but this is like literally... You can't prepare for this stuff and, in this book. And Jackson's Jackson's Kirby... His mouth was like with the cigar. It was like always the triangle shape with the cigar in his mouth. Oh, God. I'm looking. I'm paging through, and now I see his girlfriend here. Oh, my God. His hair defies logic. It, it's like carrot top. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, there's no physical, biological explanation as to why it does that. How about Die Hard? You know, out of nowhere in issue three, like I feel silly even talking about the plot of this book, but <laughs> Die Hard <laughs> comes online, literally a non-character in the first two issues, takes he usurps the leadership role out of nowhere from Shaft and leads the charge and has like 10 pages of him attempting to be the ultimate badass and Prophet shows up and what an absolute mess. And I, and I see, you know, People make their own comic books and put them online, and you know they're they're they do this. There's a lot of stuff that looks just like this online, where people make their own book and try to sell it. And this stuff is out there. Like Rob Liefeld is still inspiring people to make their own books, but those people are still stuck in the '90s young blood, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. What a terrible place to be stuck in. I mean, what this is how much this book warps with your ability to follow a story, the moment where Shaft takes out a ballpoint pen and throws it <laughs> to kill a sniper, uh, because that defies explanation to begin with, he takes a panel to tell you the backstory of the ballpoint pen. It's like, I just retired from the FBI. My <laughs> code commander gave it to me as a farewell gift, and I've just used it to kill somebody. 
wouldn't that lead you to believe there would be some kind of foreshadowing where maybe we'd meet the FBI guy who gave it to him or perhaps we'd get some kind of clue as to what his life looked like before Youngblood? I mean, that that's how typical foreshadowing works in storytelling, right? Nope. We just wasted a whole half a page on a pen that we will never, ever, ever see again. I, there's um the one the the part where he whips out the pen. There's even this weird like he 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 says he like freaks out that he's been made, and then he then throws the pen instantly, and then he says classic distraction tactic never works. <laughs> like he faked being shocked that he was made by a sniper, and then instantly throws a pen to kill the guy. Like that was a ruse the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, just, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. This whole, this whole life is a ruse. Unbelievable. Uh, I wonder if you took the dialogue away from the book, if you if it would almost read better, because the dialogue does not tell the story in any kind of way. Like in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say except how terrible this is. They've really taken us down a notch by talking. Mm-hmm. I think I think we might have done a disservice to the show. Maybe you we should what? have held off until two hundred. Young Blood is the only episode that will bar this from being in the wing column. <laughs> even though right, the rest of the, the show, the energy was great. It, it, there's like a three man dynamo going on. Because of Rob Liefeld, I have to disqualify this episode from the win column. And I'm not mm. happy about this decision. I don't like that But at I all. think we all can agree that he's killed our spirit. We're, we're dangerously low on time right now. Youngblood definitely deserves a place in history as being a big moment for comics. Maybe not so much for being a great moment for comics. Uh, does anyone have any final words? Anything, Dale, you want to get across before we move on to the letters we received this week? Please review us on iTunes. <laughs> Dale underscore ladies and gentlemen. My final thought is I hope nobody starts Paper Keg with the Young Blood episode. I hope this is no one's first <laughs> episode ever. We got your letters I'm gonna open them up Farrington's gonna read them To you Letters at paperkeg.com You know, we we have an inbox An electronic mailbox You shoot us an email We'll read your letter Live on the air And enter you into our contest uh shall i start dale would you like that go ahead please all right hi pk crew i have a threefold suggestion for episode 100 first is logic comics a graphic novel following bertrand russell's search for mathematical truth i haven't read it but as a math enthusiast i'm intrigued if math isn't your thing my second suggestion is adventure time by ryan north it's an absolute must-read for fans of the show. At the same time, it makes a great introduction to the series for those unfamiliar with the cartoon. My final suggestion is Mark Wade's Fantastic Four run mm. with Mike Waringo. 
To end the letter, I have a question for discussion. How do you feel about open-ended endings, a la the spinning top at the end of Inception? I personally hate them. I hate them badly. <laughs> what do y'all think? <laughs> Regards, K. Allen Boone. Uh, K. Allen Boone, you are entered uh, to win $100. Also worth mentioning, he's uh, one quarter of the Ancillary Characters podcast, Friends of the Show. Check them out at, at, uh, at Ancillary Tweets on the Twitter and uh, at AncillaryCharacters.com with no app because that's a web address and I will eventually get this internet thing down pat. Jonesy, how come you haven't guest hosted that show uh, since your last time? It feels like forever. You know, I have not got a return invitation. Really? I, I don't know why. Maybe uh, because of my disloyalty of my numerous fans, I maybe I tanked their numbers that month. I don't know. Least popular paper cake host. And uh, allegedly the least popular of the ancillary characters, guess those. Because <laughs> I haven't been asked back <laughs> since. Uh, open-ended stories. Your thoughts, Dale? I hate them. Oh, I my. absolutely hate them as well. I can't. I think it's uh, it's always on a level where it's kind of make. I never understand if, if it's it's a thinking man's ending, and I never quite get it, and I and I can't stand it. Hmm. I agree. It's cheap, uh, and listen. I like to think it's a good thing, but uh, sometimes when you tell a really good story. And you leave it on the open. Feels like you took the carrots way out. The carrots or the cowards? Cowards or carrots. If the carrots cowardly, you know, absolutely, it's the worst kind of carrot. Beginning of the letters. What about, what about you, Slim? Yeah. I can't think of any off offhand story wise. Right. I'd have to do some digging. Yeah. I have no opinion on the matter. <clears throat> Hello, keggers. If it's not too late for the episode 100 book club suggestions, it's not. <laughs> I'd like to propose one of Marvel's all-time classic story arcs, Miller and Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again. Ooh. This was the story that got me into comics back in the 80s and is one of the few books I've constantly gone back to over the years. Seeing as you read Daredevil Underboss for your first paper keg show, I thought this would bring things back around for your milestone episode. Whoa. Thanks again for providing hours of entertainment with the best comic podcast around. I look forward to another hundred episodes. That's Karate Chop sixteen on the Twitter, big friend of the show. That is a dynamite idea. You know, we would, started would with take man. us full circle. Yeah, we started with Daredevil. Maybe <sighs> ring in the hundredth episode with Daredevil too. How would amazing would that be? I might have to change my pants if we do that. Figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next letter. As you may know, student loans and a crippling addiction comic books make for uneasy bedfellows. <laughs> On a completely unrelated note, may I suggest American Born Chinese by Jean Lun Yang for your 100th book club extravaganza. The book offer He tried to combine those two words, but I'm not going to try to say... Club's extravagant. The book offers a fascinating and unexpected narrative style and all ages appropriate aesthetic that you might appreciate. You're faithful, only paying attention because he might get mentioned on the show, listener Max. I think my favorite part of that letter was where Jonesy accentuates a word by just shaking his head really fast. Like he says <laughs> no like five times in a second. Extravagant. 
Lenetto Tomb. Lenetto MB. Lenetto Tomb on the Twitter. Famous <clears throat> on the Twitter. Twitter famous. American, I've seen that American Born Chinese. I've seen that, I think, in the app, maybe, or in hardcover, but I was my interest was peaked. It's added at the time. It's added to the contest. <laughs> it's added. And uh you could you could put that hundred dollars towards not student loans unless you pay through the comic book shop in Delaware. Hey guys, uh, who would you say are your top three favorite comic book characters and why? Jonesy's number eight fan, <laughs> Brent Hibbard, artist for uh, supercutecomic.com. Double, really double cool digits one there. day. Double digits one day. <laughs> I would like Jonesy better if he didn't hate Luke Cage with the unbridled passion of a thousand erupting volcanoes. No one likes a racist, Jonesy. Uh, actually, that's disapproved because you are the most popular host, Dale. So... That statement is false. <laughs> uh, top three favorite comic book characters and why. And check out supercutecomic.com. It's a really cool webcomic and Brent Hibbard on the Twitter. Good guy. Well, Spider-Man. Right? Mm. Number one. Um, hmm. Spider-Man, Wolverine, Heath Houston, game over. Oh snap! You just br- you just brung it. Came over. Uh, Spider Man, Batman, Usagi Yojimbo. Hmm. Spider Man. Okay, <laughs> that's two votes for Spider Man from Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. He's checking his hardcovers right now. <laughs> he is. I am. I'm <laughs> looking over there now. Oh. Hellboy. Okay. I right. I know the third one. I'm gonna wait. I'm you gonna do? wait and see if he can think of it or he'll be angry with himself for not thinking of it. <laughs> That's oh. true. <laughs> I do too. Oh man. Yeah. You guys are really screwing me here. Oh, Chew man, on it for know. a second, Dale. Chew on it for a second. Oh yeah, you're thinking Mason Savoy. No, he's not he's not top three. I don't know. It's too hard. The Goon. Oh, oh good Classic one. favorite. Classic favorite. Goon. I love you. You goon. Hey, guys. Goon. The oh. Goon and Batman. Tied. <laughs> hey, guys. Literally just rolled out of the second screening of Iron Man 3, and I thought I would drop a line with a simple statement about Iron Man 3, and it contains no spoilers. Best Marvel Studios movie released by some distance. Mm. Wow. I just can't express how good I think it was. I just wanted to keep it rolling next day, next story, etc. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys think. I'm just so pleased that good quality movies are being made for comic book properties. I love that I can take my girlfriend to these movies and she digs the story and gets invested in the characters without her ever entering a comic book store or having even the faintest interest in hitting my shelf to like catch up on what the Avengers are doing. That to me just says Marvel has really locked the action film demographic down successfully while retaining the emotional core of the characters in their story. I love to see the numbers on how, on how say, Avengers X-Men titles bounce around number-wise, digitally and in-store, after these film releases, and I'm convinced there must be a positive impact. Just quickly about future book club suggestions, how about Wolverine Enemy of the State by Mark Millar? 
I love to see that one as a Wolverine movie one day. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. read. Anyway, cheers, guys. I appreciate all the hard work you do, which includes reading this essay. Sorry, Mark. Well, don't be sorry for Mark because he battled this episode. Yeah, he's dead. Thanks. He's working hard in the courts. Uh, Dave, <laughs> a.k.a. Reg, Reg Lantern 2051, also a great new friend to the show. I, I'm definitely interested to see what kind of boost comics get after a comic book movie. You know, I, I remember Marvel used to do the movie tie-in comics, and I think because they the were least so, appealing. Yeah, they were so awful, they actually stopped doing it and let their work stand for itself, and that might have yeah. been the smartest move they ever made. I literally remember being so excited for the Daredevil movie, and then I read the Daredevil movie comic and went in to see the film and it was just it matched crappy for crappy it was just I like I was so excited at that time Daredevil was like was in my top three as combo characters and I was like Wait, they're you, making my you movie you didn't mention Daredevil in your top three I just realized no yeah Spider-Man what? Batman Yusagi he got dethroned out of the top three and I love Daredevil so uh, yeah so they're up there. Wow. Yeah, the uh, that uh, that movie tie-in comic. I think, I think I threw it in my trunk one day and found it years later, and just threw it in the garbage. Breaking news! Did you hear that Marvel Studios now has the rights to Daredevil in the movies? I heard, so I'm hoping it gets made the right way, hmm. and maybe he'll get inserted into the Avengers universe somehow as like a cameo. A boy can hope. Kenny? You know who's uh, rumored to be playing uh, Matt Murdock in the movie? The new one? Who? John Hamm. No, get out. I read it today. That's that's one of your your John Hammisms. John Hamm as John Hamm. Your meta jokes that you throw out. Don't meta meta me on air. Classic meta ham right there. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Carl Urban for the longest time was uh, earmarked for that role. You know, he was great as Dread in that movie. I'll tell you what. That's what I heard. Also he truly great. Heard it was really good. Great. Remember he was in the the Born Identity 2? No. The Born... Nobody saw He was movies. the bad guy? No one saw the... Okay. They See you guys later. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. Do we get any other letters? We're out of the sounder. We ran out of sounder. Uh, didn't Panooch try to get one in under the wire? Somebody did. I think Demented for Fun. Demented for Fun. That was it. Very Do strange have... Twitter name. I always think of it when I see him at Reply Me. Do we have that letter, Slim? Oh, wait, maybe I didn't forward that. Didn't I? You want to read it? Yeah. Slim, why don't you Whoa, Slim read it? Weird. Blow some minds. All right, here we go. This could be the first one ever. This could probably going to be everyone's favorite. <laughs> You're going to write in about it. Let me... I oh, know. I got two two letters to read here. This one comes wow. from Brian Bonney. It's a long one, of course. Hey, fellas, it's been over 90 episodes since I caused my last ruckus. Fingers crossed I won't get Farrington as worked up as last time, which probably won't be possible seeing as how he's taken up the mantle of a guy who hates anything not based on a 90s cartoon or video game. Was it the DC relaunch? Being called out for false DC fanboy claims? Slim replacing him as DC historian? Forgot about that. (laughs) Where was his fighting spirit on that one? I blame Grant Morrison. I've never understood how he's supposed to be a genius. So maybe his last... Maybe his writing just causes emotional problems. Either way, I'm hoping he'll find his happy place or an intervention is being set up before he snaps 
and poor Jonesy get whacked in the face with that big flip-flop paw of his. <laughs> <laughs> Did you secretly write this letter, Slim? Couple quick thoughts. The Miles Morales Spider-Man seems like it would have been a lot better if it wasn't, in fact, Spider-Man. The story seemed interesting, except the characters and the spider feel forced together. Plus, the power set is ridiculous. The same powers would have been dumb, but the 2.0 and how he got them feel hackney. My recommendation for episode 100, anything Grant Morrison. It'll probably make some people happy, and maybe I can gleam some insight as to why I'm wrong about the guy or vindicated in my opinions. As always, love the show, and anyone who says Jonesy is a bad host should get pantsed and wedgied in front of a large crowd. There we go. <laughs> See? Okay. People love that you, Jonesy. Brian Bonnie with that. Wow, that's really thesis. nice. We have one more. From Roy Cogdell the third. Dear Paper Keg. Actually, do we want do we have any rebuttal to that email? I mean, outside of the stuff that he said about Jonesy, I mean that was obviously <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> and I <laughs> that I, I I like his point of view on the Miles Morales. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. It's, it's definitely, I could see how he could have that point of he view. He was definitely right that I usurped Mark as DC historian with the new 52, which I, I'm not sure why I forgot about. That was a rookie move on my part. It's so nice. Yeah, he used to mention in. that every episode, from what I recall. Uh, Roy, let's get back. And Grant Morrison is garbage <laughs> for the most part, so don't you worry, Brian. He will, Grant Morrison will pork your brains out with his dumb words. While <laughs> referencing Batman issue 7. And you're ch- and you're all the while trying to spray the mace, and you can't. And it it just he's got goggles on. At Dale underscore so A on the Twitter, everybody, it. if you want to follow this kind of hatred and vitriol. <laughs> Dear Paper Keg from Roy Cogdell the Third, I just finished reading Sumptown, which was on sale at Comicsology. I thought it would be a great idea for you guys to read and critique it. Then I noticed that you thought the same thing two years ago. Thank you. <laughs> I went back and listened to the episode and wondered what Farrington thought of the book. He was gone on assignment for this episode and wasn't there for a response during Fear Agent. He probably didn't read it, but I thought I would just ask. Love the podcast. Please keep it coming. P.S. Youngblood, why do you guys torture yourselves with 90s books? Signed, Roy C. Roy, uh, to your last question... I think we had to do Young Blood just at a completion, uh, not Circle because with cl- of any kind of desire to read it, other than the fact that we did all the other titles. And shame on us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I I will say that I get a kick out of Roy. Well, first, thanks for listening. Excuse me, um, but that he he got some town and thought about us doing it, and then discovered that we did do it and listened, and I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> That was back when I don't think I liked Stumptown, Stumptown as much as I do now. I take back all I said on that episode because <laughs> I love Stumptown now. What do you think about Scalp, though? Scalp is still... Is, I'm not ready, not ready to put Scalp... I'm not ready to let Scalp inside my heart. At least it, it isn't the sword. We still need... To, yeah. I think there are till... Yeah, till... Still two founding image books that we haven't done. Which are what? Uh, I believe there are Cyberforce. Oh. Uh, actually, it could be three. Shadowhawk and yeah. Wetworks. Wet? Does that count? Does that count as a, a launch Works. book? Wasn't it like... 
That was Super late that was Walsey Portasio's book, if I recall. Walsey, I think you're right. What a show, Shadowhog. Great. Uh, I think we pulled out in the end. Yeah. I'm gonna remove yeah. the sanctions against the wing <laughs> column. This one time. This is a long one. We, we're not gonna have a whole lot of time for uh, for uh, Fireside. Just gonna throw that out there. Maybe we can talk about our next book on the Fireside. Which I don't know what it is. Or do I? Oh, wait, yes, we do. You oh, do. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, Columbus. We'll see everybody next week. Or, or probably two days from now. Uh-huh. Three yeah, days. We record on Thursday. Yeah, we'll see everybody hopefully at Free Comic Book Day. Stop by Free I-5s and maybe, you know, we'll go out and get a beer for lunch together. And some pancakes. We'll just we'll just drip the juice out of Jonesy's t-shirt and put it onto a pancake and eat it. Like my teeth. This is ready for you. Goodbye. East is west. East of west. East is west. Whatever. I'll tell you what, man. Ad Custom is going to be on your A. As soon as he hears that, he will be live tweeting the show from there on out. Thank you, Jonesy, for that. Ad Custom. Live tweets to the... Live tweets from listeners. He's probably getting getting done worship at the house of Hickmania. The house of Hickman. Yeah. I should have uh I should have reviewed a Manhattan project. <laughs> and just really tweaked his whatever. You would have hammed it up too tweak. much where it would have been obvious that you were getting it wrong on purpose. You would have been like <laughs> winking at the camera. A Manhattan project. <laughs> and then we would have been like, Is this ancillary is this Jonesy's guest star on Ancillary Characters podcast or <laughs> is this paper kick? Uh, I love it. Can I just Yuck can I just love. have a, a Just real quick, Ram I want to open my heart to you guys. Sure, ready. Um, I, I tell you, I, whenever we're done recording, I have I'm on such a high. There are times, there are nights when we go into recording, and it's we're like waking up from our kids' room from sleeping, and we almost probably contemplate not wanting to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it, but we might not want to. But I tell you, once we get in the groove and and we get we get into it, there's not a better feeling in this world than recording with you guys. Oh, right back at you, man. This is uh, definitely the highlight of my week. Talking about my, I mean, yeah. Slim's on a much more popular uh, podcast that probably takes all of his heart. But <laughs> I, I feel the yeah. s- I feel the same. Thank way, you, Jonesy. Thank you. I have a lot of heart to give. I'm not sure if you guys realize that. I'm very heartful. And I'm going to be well, giving it good. to everyone at Free Comic Book Day, May 4th, at the comic book shop in Delaware. Classic sale. And uh, you know what? They're going to have a huge sale. You should buy something because even though comics are free that day for 
you guys, they still have to pay for it. Seven, Spoilers. seven people at our table on Saturday. The possibility of se- it, it could go. It ranges from two to seven. That's the that's the right. gist. <laughs> and we won't we won't know until that day. And then I just imagine someone walking up to the comic book shop. You know, I can't wait to get some free comics. And then they look to the left and they see us, like a gang. At a table, probably <laughs> one of us yeah. making fun like the of sharks and jets. Yeah, I mean, probably me making fun of maybe five people at once, and they're like, "Oh God, what is? What am I walking into?" And they just right. turn around and go back to their car. <laughs> they turn go back to their Mazda and drive off. Jonesy turns around. They, they see Jonesy. He's got like a, a, a ham, piece of hamburger on his shirt with a bun on his backside, holding a bottle butt. of syrup. <laughs> But he just can't stop talking about breakfast. He's got, those, he's the got whole the, time. Like, those plaid shorts on, and he's got his, you know, his, his those thirty-year-old etnies that he wears, or whatever. What the hell brand is that shoe that you had on? Remember those things? Those black shoes about? that you used to. Oh, wear? geez, Airwalks from like ninety-one. Airwalks. <laughs> 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 Would you have the same pair for a long Pretty time? Sure he has the that. same pair. Uh, since, like, I think the pair. Year. I think the pair I bought was simple brand shoes. You guys remember those? Because it had it was just you know black sneakers with tan soles, and I wore them for I mean that's probably why I have so many you know back hip knee no, it can't be the weight it's got to be the same sneakers I wore for probably the better part of a decade. You would have had the Simple same brand shoes. amount of foot support as if you wrapped newspapers around your bare feet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and walked around. And I might still have them somewhere. I just never wear them because they're so painful. God, you imagine the smell of those things? Oh, probably. I oh, mean, there were canvas, yeah. too, so that really just retains the, <laughs> oh, the funk. Oh, God. Uh, it, and they were made in the 90s, so I would have to call them grody, grody. if I ever... <laughs> right. It's a right. great word. Grody keg. <laughs> what a shout. But uh, I'm excited for Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I hope the Canadians make it. I don't know. Top secret recording may be taking place. Who knows? I bought a uh, a Walmart tote, yeah, to carry all my gear in. Look at you, hmm. yeah, Prepared. I'm ready to go. Cub Scout over yeah. there. I break it all down tonight, except for the fact that we got to record another episode by Saturday. Yeah, I think I'm. I guess I'll be driving down uh, Saturday a.m. Driving down to the Delaware, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll maybe we'll get some some breakfast. We'll, we'll plan oh, our yeah. day of sitting at that I'm table. Sc- I'm scouting locations, breakfast locations. Scouting, okay. Yep. Keep an eye out. I think our our features will be very unforgettable. We'll be looking for Dale slippers, Jonesy's white shirt, and my <laughs> greasy forehead. Possible depressing appearance of our banner with our old logo oh, on it because oh, yeah. money money is tight and time is short to get anything new produced so <laughs> look for the old paper keg logo it's better than nothing the classic right? or no classic paper the retro look is what we're going it's for. paper keg retro all right it's pk retro that's all that is yeah this, but, is, this is a good I one mean, boys this is a good episode yeah it was it was i guess <laughs> oh my God, that is, you know what? But you should never fear not. You know what oh, I mean? Here we go. You guys catch this fever yet? You guys up in the fever? 
Google just emailed me. <laughs> they stopped streaming live. What keeps the planet spinning? Oh boy. I don't know how you find this Dale, I wish I could ride shotgun with you on a car ride to work one day. <laughs> Just see what it's what it's like when you have complete control over your own environment. How do you like? Do you I, just does Amazon just know what you want to listen to, or do you use pa- do you use Pandora or Spotify at all? Not You're on really. The Amazon payroll um, at this point. The Amazon Music payroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With five dollar albums, I mean, come on. And uh, I listen to Sirius, you know. And uh, I just got my finger on the pulse, I guess. I don't know. Um, but no, it's my more. It's not this fun in the car. It's usually me texting Slim and or Jonesy about <laughs> the crap I listen to on the way in, and I'm sick of it. And my commute is two and a half hours every day, and I hate it. That's usually me. In the car. But every once in a while, Pharrell Williams puts out a little new something something. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. 